0: Welcome to Streamable, the podcast about the best streaming content out there.
1: We're going to be reviewing shows and movies from Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, Disney+, Peacock, whatever other services they come up with. So sit back,
0: listen to our review, and then you can tell us how wrong we are on Twitter. I'm Jimmy. And I'm Brett. And together we have over 57 years of movie watching experience.
1: Wait, we were watching movies when we were born? Shh. All stories have a beginning. This one starts here.
0: Should that like just be our opener in general Then <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll do that from
1: now on. But today's story is about Sweet Tooth the heartwarming story of the end of the world.
0: <laughs> I, that is a good descriptor for it. I mean, right?
1: Maybe the remaking of the world, not the end of the world. The end I, of humanity.
0: I did check out a couple of the graphic novels and it's different it's... Uh, i
1: mean it has to be because they adopted so much for the pandemic like
0: no i mean like the people getting sick and stuff that's all part of the story like it's funny how much how many storylines there are of like a plague and the world ending and just the fact that we basically had the same kind of thing starting here in real life no like the tone is very different it's dark It's very dark.
1: I figured. Yeah. I mean, I I figured they changed that. Comics, I don't know. No dig at comic artists and authors, but they tend to have kind of a a more twisted view of things, I think, sometimes. And maybe it's just because they can express it in the medium they do. I don't know.
0: Yeah. And I kind of felt like they did the same thing they did with Lock and Key here, where they made it a little bit more kid friendly. I mean, it's and not a kid-friendly show. A little bit more, is what I was saying. Like, like, it's a little bit more whimsical, right? Like,
1: like, I think it's just more approachable for most people. Like, I don't know. I hate Black Mirror. I never watch it because it's creepy and depressing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> sure. Like Gus being all like hopeful and stuff is is a lot more like, I guess, friendly to see than just sad Gus.
1: Well, let's let's just briefly describe because l- I didn't see any trailers of this, and just looking at the thumbnail, I never would have watched this series.
0: Yeah, if I didn't have the comic books my friend bought them for me, I would have not known what this was, and I wouldn't have watched it either. But like telling someone it's based
1: on a comic book, I think is a disservice to it. It, ha- I mean, it it doesn't feel like it. It's not a superhero show. It's not, you know like The Walking Dead or anything like that, you know, where it is dark and creepy and weird. It's a pretty normal show. It's basically (laughs) taking COVID and on a scale of 1 to 10, it goes to a 52 because it's a crazy fantasy world.
0: I don't know if I consider it a disservice to call it a comic thing, but I also read a lot of comics that are not the superhero genre. and stuff. Uh, I'm just
1: saying, like, when you, to an average person, if you say, oh, it's based on a comic their mind is going to go to superhero or potentially The Walking Dead. Like, that's how most people are going to categorize shows based on comic books, I think. And this is just a heartwarming story about a pandemic. Like, I I don't think saying it's based on a comic book adds any value. Hmm. But, I don't know. Uh, not not to be negative on comics, but again, I figured it would have this dark tone, and there are generalizations that go on in people's minds, me being one of them that don't read a lot of comics. I see. So anyway, yeah, story of this strange kid, we won't go into the spoilery details, but raised by his dad, and I don't know, th- there's a weird interwoving of different storylines that... Is one of my favorite ways of storytelling.
0: Yeah, it was nice to to see all that, and then that's where the little narrator bit that we were talking about in the beginning of our episode comes in from. It's like, oh, this is the beginning of this person's story, and this is the beginning of this person's story. But some stories have to start before the beginning, and then yeah, (laughs) it's like let's spend like ten minutes with this character, and then the narrator comes in and goes, oh yeah, the story starts now.
1: I mean, without getting too spoilery, it's a good show. It starts at an interesting point. My favorite episodes are episodes seven and eight because they go back and tell basically prequel stories.
0: yeah, because one because uh, well, one thing was i I saw that um, Will Forte was in it, and then he wasn't,
1: yeah, that was in weird.
0: a lot of it, and then, yeah. Like, I don't know, I, I thought he was pretty good casting. Oh, he worked fine. it just wasn't what I was expecting. I'll get into a little bit more of the difference between the comics and the and the book. Uh, sorry, and the movie in a little bit, but yeah. I, like Him being cast that way was, was better than what we would have gotten if it was more comic accurate.
1: Yeah, uh, whatever. Okay, I don't want to know. Some other general non-spoilery things. This was very confusing to me to see that it was produced by Warner Brothers, and it's on Netflix. Even more confusing, it was originally announced for 2008 for Hulu, or 2018 for Hulu.
0: Yeah, so it's weird that it's not on, what, HBO Max used to be the go-to right. for DC stuff, but technically uh, this, this isn't even DC Comics. This is Vertigo, which is their, like, indie imprint. So, so
1: does, does Warner Brothers own all of Vertigo, or is this just a licensing deal for this series?
0: No, I'm pretty sure DC and Warner Brothers owns Vertigo, because I'm pretty sure okay. DC and, and Warner Brothers are, like, just like, entwined now, right?
1: I don't know I don't, if they're owned by the same company or if there's just a licensing agreement.
0: I don't, I I don't know that part. I just know DC 100% owns uh, Vertigo. Okay. It's just, it's just their indie imprint where they send, like, the more random, like, non-superhero comics.
1: So, yeah, the the show is based on a comic series. It was produced in the midst of the pandemic. It was filmed all in New Zealand, by the way, which, when you look at it, it's like, Yeah, that makes sense. It's just a little odd to think they kind of had all these American actors over there, but whatever. And, like I said, the show is they very specifically adapted a bunch of stuff to fit as if it was COVID, and and our understanding of pandemics now, I guess. Even though it wasn't, you know, it's all fantasy sci-fi, it's not actually based on COVID or anything.
0: Well, yeah, when did this go into production?
1: So, um, July,
0: 2020.
1: Okay. Right, right in the midst right. of it. They had, yeah. you know, delays and everything and it stopped for a while. It came back in December, um, which is why it's being released now. I don't know what the original release date was, but yeah.
0: Makes sense. that like, film in New Zealand, the only place where they like had the pandemic handled. Around that well, I mean, top. they had to, they
1: had to stop. I mean, there's you know there was still production delays. I think New Zealand was probably totally based on location scouting and the fact that they have all of this stuff that you know is supposed to take place in Yellowstone and kind of these spaces that it's easier to film that in New Zealand.
0: Other than Will Forte, though, were there any other actors like you recognize recognize? I, I like I yes. know Jeopard, but only yeah, because
1: he was in Game of Thrones and. Something else.
0: He was in that crappy Style movie. He was right, also in Ender, right, right. Ender's Game. the Butler,
1: or the yeah, the Butler in that. Yeah, yeah, that's what I. That's all I recognized him from. I laughed because I, I, I
0: realized him. like I only recognized him from Artoffowl, Ender's Game, and this now. So I was like, he just does movies where he teams up with a kid. <laughs> that's that's his like uh, typecasting, I guess.
1: Sure. Why not? I I don't know. I thought I recognized the. Latin American actress uh, who plays the character Amy, but looking at her IMDb, I, she I, was I in Heroes her for, for a it. while, but I don't yeah, think yeah. I would have known her from there. I
0: don't know. I, I've seen her pop up in shows and, and stuff, yeah. I, I recognize her too, but I don't think anybody else. like w- Will Forte is by far the biggest name, Yeah,
1: but the smallest part. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> yeah.
0: The doctor I didn't really know. Um, the bad guy... I no can't idea. Even tell who that is. No. Like, I don't even know if it's just... I haven't looked up who it is, but I also just can't tell who it is because of how he looks in the show. With the oh, giant James, and the Oh, James
1: Brolin is the narrator. That I knew, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Because at first, the first time I heard it, I was like, is that Sam Elliott? Like, yeah. He kind of has the twang and the, you
0: know. That's what I thought at first, too. And then I looked it up. So, not
1: very surprising... Ninety-eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I wasn't even sure if you were reviewing this. I just kind of got bored and needed more stuff to watch, and I ended up just binge watching this. <laughs> yes, over, I over a weekend. It is a
1: very bingeable series. It was so on much Netflix. better than
0: I expected it to be. Like uh, and... starting from episode one, like it, the feeling that I got starting it is not what you would expect when you read the synopsis. When you read a synopsis about, like, oh, the world ended, and then just these, like, human-animal hybrid people came out of the woodworks, you go, that's gonna be a weird show.
1: Yeah, I thought it was gonna be creepy, I thought, like, I kind of didn't want to watch it. I don't know what drove us. Did someone tell us to watch this?
0: I only, no, I, I told us to watch it, and literally the only reason I suggested it was because I knew that it was based on some comics that I had in my house that I had not read yet, and my friend had said it was good. And I was like, okay... It's by a really good comic writer, Jeff Lemire, so they're probably telling the truth. We should check it out. And
1: I, you know, we try to avoid some of the marketing, but I haven't seen anything about this series.
0: Yeah, no, it it magically appeared on my, like, search. Like, I didn't even know it was a thing until it was already on Netflix.
1: It is debatably one of Netflix's best
0: series. Yeah, I don't know why they made it, like, a sleeper hit, though. Like, you would expect them to, like, be getting it all in your face about, like, oh, come check this out.
1: And, I mean, I think it's in their top ten, which, you know, we think is kind of a bullshit list anyway. But that, I don't know, is kind of their way of promoting it, I guess. Um, But I haven't heard anything from anyone else having watched this series.
0: I mean, they never even did that usual thing they do where you finish, like, watching a show or a movie and then they just... Show you an advertising for a new one. They never threw this one out. So I've I never, know what yeah, doing.
1: I haven't seen anything on it. Um, it's a little weird. But going back to binge watching it, I think this again would be a better show if it was weekly. Not because it's bad to binge it; it's very bingeable. But we're like talking about it and like what's going to happen and when are things going to come together. And watching it all at once, you kind
0: of lose some of that. I think. Yeah, I mean, I think that argument still holds of, like, it's it's bingeable if you have no one else to really talk to about it, or you can kind of just watch it, get the answers you can get up to, and then, you know, think about whatever's gonna happen next at the end. Whereas, if you're kind of like, back in the office, kind of water cooler type, like, hey, talking about the new show type deal, then the show's better when it's, like, weekly. The one thing with this, though, is, is it is it big enough that enough people will have watched it where you get like these cool theory crafting discussions, considering that it hasn't been advertised?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I hope Netflix starts to I mean, I don't know. It, it's very highly rated. I, I have no idea what the numbers are going to be on it. Netflix doesn't even release that kind of thing, so I mean I don't know. I certainly hope it it gets a uh, um gets multiple seasons
0: it's netflix almost everything gets like three seasons but <laughs> yeah this one this one deserves it like the funny thing was like the 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 feeling of the show was very um i don't know if you watched like pushing daisies back when that was on air where it was... nope. but like that that same like narrator and kind of whimsy while dealing with stuff it's kind of dark which I didn't expect, but I love. Like, Pushing Gaze was one of my favorite shows. So since this evoked that same feeling, like I, I like loved it from episode one. Right. And
1: I, you know, I kind of expected something close to Stranger Things, where it's kids, but it's also a little creepy. You know what I mean? And there's almost mm-hmm. like a... Maybe not a horror tone, but a, a darker tone. And it's the complete opposite of that in a lot of ways. Um... It's it's an actiony movie and there's some, you know, dark stuff in terms of you know, humans and humanity and our flaws, but um I don't know. It it's very interesting and uplifting for a
0: dystopian. It is. Yeah. It was it was it's it's a special show. Like it, it, it's a lot different from from what you'd expect from that that genre.
1: So I like to get into spoilers i think we can both say that it's streamable it's bingeable ish i mean it's it's on netflix so you might as well just watch it all i i would have honestly preferred if netflix had released this weekly
0: no i'd say it's bingeable because that's literally what i did i i started it and then i finished it
1: yeah i basically watched four episodes last night so you know kind of same but
0: now i want more and
1: i have to wait a year
0: well I mean that that doesn't change with you having to watch it you over the out a little over bit years. 6 more <laughs> like, weeks does, it makes it feel like the the overall wait is shorter because you had to yes. wait between episodes yeah yes. waiting's waiting i hate it either way i wish they could just like film 3 seasons of the show and then just release it all at the same time for me
1: i mean they could but why no one <laughs> I, no one would be motivated to do that i know I know. Alright, so let's go into spoilers. If you haven't watched, just stop listening. Go watch it. It's good. Okay. So, I mean, other than the comic being darker, do you want to go into anything about how it's different?
0: So, I mean, kind of a disclaimer here, I've only read the first two graphic novels, so I don't know if it kind of adheres a little bit more later or not, but... Uh,
1: How does that translate? Do the first two graphic novels cover the whole first season, or...?
0: The first graphic novel seems to cover the first season. Okay. But, like, in a different way. So, like, here's some changes. I mean, for one thing, Jeopard is white. I mean, he used to play hockey instead of football. But he also seems like more of a, like, darker asshole character in the comics. The whole, like, I'm trying to find my mom quest, isn't present? Like, he just finds the kid in the woods uh, after the dad's gone, and then he's like, I'm taking you to the preserve. He's not. Oh, okay, so they immediately go to...
1: I mean, that's... Okay. He... So, <laughs> Jeff is a darker character, but has a kinder motivation from the start?
0: It sounds like that, but then it's not true, because okay. uh, the, they don't go to the preserve. He just brings the kid to the militia.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, yeah, and he just leaves him there, so is uh, he
1: is he still actively a, a last man then, or is he
0: no, so he has a darker storyline, too, where like his wife and him were trying to like survive the the apocalypse, right? And she's pregnant, and they ended up getting captured by the militia uh, because the militia was trying to get like the animal human hybrid babies to like test on uh-huh. And she, like, dies giving childbirth, and the baby doesn't live. And then the militia basically like, alright, you know what? Um, they had him like captured, but then they released him say so like you know what if you if you bring us back a living specimen, we'll we'll give you her body."
1: Oh. so
0: he basically, yeah, he the reason he betrays Gus and puts him in there is because he's trying to recover his wife's wait, body. So how,
1: how How does that timeline work out? Did his wife die recently, or does he wait ten
0: years Because? It seems like she's been dead for a while because she's like because when we see the body she's like bones. Oh, okay. Yeah, so and then he takes the body, he like goes back to his old house and then buries it. And then where I left off in the comics, it seems like he's still angry at the last men like thing, so he's going to go back and, you know, fight them. But yeah, that that first book ends with him giving up Gus and Gus ending up in cact- captivity and the other animal human hybrid children are there already so is, it seems is like in bear this a character is who a character bear
1: the, the bear? girl the human girl
0: no sorry sorry yeah no bear was not a character like they get attacked by some uh some of those animal uh, people cultists but none of them are actually a character okay so i, I is don't know if Will i have forte roughly oh. the same no so that's that's why it was like different and i like the wolf like so far i like the show way better than the comics interesting um so the other thing is will forte's character like first off he's not named pubba he's just daddy like i, I kind of liked pubba it was kind of pubba cute. was
1: weird it was sure whatever
0: <laughs> but um the other thing is like he's just like a like he still teaches the kid things, and like it, it's like he still makes the woods home, and and him him to read and write and stuff. But he's a lot more like religious fanatic. Like he refers to all the people outside as sinners, and he's like he seemingly wrote like his own book of the Bible. Okay,
1: <laughs> yeah, that didn't so, need to be in the show.
0: Yeah, it it gets a little weird. So, so that part is is completely different. So I prefer the the quirky Will Forte character much more. I I always wonder if. You know, the,
1: the the comic writer, what's his name? Jeff Lemire. Okay. I don't, it doesn't seem to be involved just based on writing credits and other things here. Do they, he I, I always wonder if they have be. any say
0: in this adaptation or? Well, I assume since this is like Vertigo and not one of the other indies, uh, he probably doesn't have c- creative control that much anymore. So I assume when they license it out for a show, he probably doesn't get that much say, if any.
1: Well, he might not be too happy about it, but yeah, it seems to be better. Um, And then is the origins of the virus and Gus everything roughly the same? I haven't gotten to that
0: yet. Uh, Interesting. So it didn't didn't have that flashback? It didn't. uh, I mean, it does show that Gus seemingly... um... Like it, in the comics where I am right now, we've gotten hints that he's not like a like a normal baby. He doesn't have a belly button, let's say. So like they know that he's like lab grown or something. And the whole thing in the comics where I am right now is that he claims to be like nine years old, and they say that the virus started like eight years ago. So, uh, they're trying to figure out if he caused it, basically. But like, this is the bad guys that know this right now, like Doctor Singh and like Abbott. So is it's a little different. Bad guy? Well, I guess he's he's complicated, right? Yeah. Um,
1: he's working. He's
0: working for the bad guys.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know if you want to go into anything more there. I I kind of want to take apart some of the series. Sure. So again, my favorite method of storytelling is seeing different perspectives and and slowly intertwining them and bringing them together. So this whole first season was great for me. And actually, when you say that you loved it from the first episode, the first episode was okay for me. It gets better every single episode.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I just liked it just because of that, that feeling that it evoked for me because it just reminded me of like one of my favorite shows from back in the day. And I, I'm wondering why. I wonder if the guy who like wrote or directed it was involved in the thing. I should look that up. Jim
1: Maple is the creator. I don't know if you know anything off the top of your head off of his name. I
0: don't. But yeah, also, I, I do agree that it. it Robert
1: it Downey does seem Jr. To look at is better. a producer.
0: Yeah, I knew that. I knew him and his, his wife were producers.
1: Okay.
0: I, I don't know. It's comic related. <laughs> it's just tangential reasoning for Robert Downey being involved. Sure. I don't know, yeah, I agree with you, though. It, it does seem to get better over time, right? but, like, I already I already started at, like, a high point. I, I just really enjoyed it. There was a reason I just binged it all in one sitting.
1: Yeah, I mean, episode 7 was, again, the big hook for me. I like seeing origins, and I like seeing explanations for things, I think. um, And this started to kind of explain... Gus and the virus, Um, you know, we still don't really understand. They extracted some really ancient stuff out of the ice, and the microbes somehow both created the virus and the hybrid babies.
0: Yeah, I mean, you're saying like it explains stuff, but it didn't really explain things yet. (laughs) I guess
1: revealed. It revealed the genesis of it yeah
0: yeah, yeah, i guess like like it gives a start to an explanation but yeah it's probably going to be at least at least one or two more seasons until before we get like a true explanation for everything
1: but well yeah the the big spoilers very end of episode eight birdie the scientist that seemingly did all of this is still alive and i guess went up to alaska where this thing was dug out of the ice
0: yeah like seems that like. seems
1: pretty insane in the post apocalyptic world. Um, and I guess she's been up there for 10 years. Like, is she still trying to get samples? Is she just researching? That's curious. But then the other part is everyone is finally coming together. Amy's rescued Jeopard. I, I assume Bear will show up too, and all of the kids are together what? with Dr. Singh basically finally seeing Gus and deciding not to cut him open.
0: Well, yeah, but, I mean, it's not all good. He chose not to cut open Gus, but he cut open, like, a gecko lizard boy or something instead. That kid
1: seemed way older than Gus, by the way. Maybe they just... whatever.
0: Yeah, well, I don't think that's supposed to be canonically. <laughs> right, <laughs> I think, right, I think Gus is supposed to be the oldest one. Uh, yeah, like, how many of the kids are going to survive by the time they uh, come save these kids? I don't know. Oh, yeah,
1: and um, I, I mean, it wasn't confirmed, right? It just seemed heavily, heavily hinted at that Wendy is Bear's sister.
0: Oh, no, it was confirmed, right? Wasn't
1: it? I don't, I don't know. It just like showed, sh- like, I don't, I don't think it ever showed her face. It just showed like the back of her head as a little baby. And then it, there was like a transition scene between Bear and Wendy. So it was, I don't know. I don't think it was.
0: No no they show like um uh Bear's little girl and then they show the parents cuz Bear's right, adopted. But they,
1: they show the girl. They show the baby. They, they get they, You never see with... its
0: face. I think you do. You see it with the little, the little pig nose. Oh, I maybe I missed it. But yeah, I, yeah. I, I thought it was just implied. No, 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 it's like that that's 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 where Bear actually connects into the story properly cuz before Bear's just kind of involved because she wants to help Gus and there's no real like complete entwining of all the stories there so right. I think that, that like brings her to the fold a lot more the The
1: geography of this show really confused me at first because Gus starts in Yellowstone that makes sense to me I thought Dr. Singh in part because of his accent was in the UK so and then Essex County is a fictional place but it's also a real place in New Jersey so I thought Amy was in New Jersey <laughs> but it turns out they're all in Colorado, so it was, like, really confusing. And I was like, oh, that's how they all come together. They're actually really close. They're not spread across the world, because how the hell would that work?
0: Yeah, I, I like, I thought, the, uh, I thought Dr. Singh and stuff were supposed to be in, like, Chicago or something. I thought I heard, like, a line about Chicago at some point, but then... Apparently not. It, it's
1: seemingly this fictional, like, version of Denver or some city in Colorado... I don't know. Anyway,
0: yeah. I mean, like, I didn't assume he was in the UK though, because in my mind, usually when you see a random Indian character, even in the states, they give him a British accent.
1: Okay, that doesn't make sense, but it
0: it happens all the time. I I think I'm just more aware of it because I'm brown.
1: (laughs) I mean, (laughs) ironically, I know an Indian guy in the UK that has an American accent. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) Anyway. Yeah, that uh, I was really confused about the stories coming together. So I was kind of, and, and in part, I guess because I was binging it, I wasn't thinking about it. So I was kind of surprised in the way things came together, which I really like.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, it it was good. I I, I didn't expect how everything was intertwined either. So it's some good stuff. Good stuff. All right.
1: Anything else? Any other theories? Obviously, there's going to be a season two. I assume Birdie's going to come back involved and, you know, hopefully, you know, they'll break out all the kids and be on the run from the last men and, you know, I don't know. I don't really know what to expect out of a whole season. I assume, you know, I hope there's like a plan for three or four seasons and, you know, most shows don't get more than that. So hopefully they can get a full run, but.
0: I hope so. I mean, with with the ratings and everything, you would expect them to at least get season two, if not more. Does uh, the, um, I don't know that I want
1: to know this, but does the second graphic novel give you any hint of where the show could go?
0: Uh, not really. Uh, I mean, the second graphic novel kind of covers a little bit of what we saw, where it's like Dr. Singh and talking to, to Gus, like it's just a little bit more in the graphic novels. And it seems like at the end, Jeopard is going to come back and maybe save Gus, but really just there to try to kill the last man. So it, 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 even the second graphic novel kind of lines up with the end of this, I guess, where it's like, hey, we got to get our kids back. But instead of getting our kids back in the graphic novel so far, Jeopard just wants to kill everyone.
1: Oh, okay, that's good.
0: Yeah. I, I think it's going to take a while before he develops the... Um, like I assume, like in the graphic novel, we're still going to get the same kind of like almost father son, um, like relationship that Jeopard and Gus have developed in the show by the end of the first season. Uh, I just assume it's going to take longer in the comics, so we probably won't get there until I get a few more novels deep.
1: Yeah, it's weird that the relationships are further behind the story in the graphic novel. I guess maybe. They have more time
0: to develop it. Yeah, I think it. It's like it's like to make it feel more earned. It has to take longer. Whereas in the show, we kind of have to get there, right? Like <laughs> it's like they they have to have these reasons to like care and everything. So I think it just accelerates the relationships to just give motive for actions, which is fine. I like I said so far. I prefer the show, like because it's a little bit more uplifting. Uh, and it just makes me care a lot more, like, how hopeful Gus is and, like, them kind of, him kind of lifting these people that are dealing with the darkness of an apocalypse, but kind of, like, bringing them back into, like, almost humanity, while he's not even a human, like, he's a human-animal hybrid. Like, I, I love the themes of that show. Good show. He's, he's basically human. He's just got antlers, whatever. Hey, he does I mean... some weird deer shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: I mean it really like I, I don't know. It's it's strange. It it kind of frightens me to think like yeah, that is probably how a lot of humans would react to them, but they really are just human. Like why would you I don't know.
0: Well, the humans
1: are the same. They look a little different.
0: It, it is weird though that the only two that we can see talking are what uh damn, I can't remember her name Wendy? right now. Wendy and and and, and Gus like like even bobby can only kind of say his name and that's it right like
1: right i mean some of them i think just have physical limitations of being able to speak human words like if you have a beak i don't think you can talk yeah
0: i think they're more animal than human in those cases yeah right yeah
1: but some of them are just like kids with like a lion's mane or something that's just cool man
0: yeah i mean do they all see it like speed like is there like a
1: it doesn't seem like it now. They, they can don't, run really they fast. Look at the advantages of the animals, really.
0: It seemed like Gus Actually, was really Gus, fucking Gus has quick. night vision. Yeah, and then I, it, it seemed like he could run really goddamn fast for well, a kid.
1: Yeah, maybe. I guess they can all smell really and hear really well, too. Yeah, depending yeah I, on I, the think, animal. I think
0: they get benefits. Like, yeah, these would be cool. The, the, that would be like the cool like, next evolution of humanity, right? Yeah, be That's awesome.
1: basically what it is supposed to be, right? That's how a lot of people treat them, is that they're. You know, humanities. Well, yeah, that's how the the that's how the animal plan
0: like treat them. But that's how he
1: treated them, and yeah.
0: The last man are like, no, we have to save humanity, humanity, and not these hybrids. Good show, though.
1: Yes, I again, I think it's my favorite show from Netflix it very honestly is going to keep my Netflix subscription for a while. Um, I was, I mean, there's not been a lot to come out of Netflix. Netflix has been frustrating and it's expensive.
0: Well, I remember this isn't just this one. Remember Netflix has that whole deal with Mark Miller's universe. So we're going to get a lot more comic based stuff coming out to Netflix. So Netflix yeah, we'll is, see is, is trying a lot more now, now that they've got so much competition.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I think they, you know, we've talked about their, Crappy action movies and the fact that they kind of seem to just pad their library. HBO Max is currently my threshold for quality in streaming. Like, it's still HBO quality for everything. It's fantastic. But what we've seen. Uh, if anyone's curious, look at what Apple TV is doing over the next two years. They probably have fifty yeah. shows coming out. It's actually insane, and obviously
0: Apple has billions to just throw at it. Of course, yeah, yeah, they have the money to make it their thing very competitive. But they're they're going the right way because it seems like
1: most. I of mean, the they're going to be four dollars and have better content than Netflix in a year, is my opinion.
0: Yeah, because they're they're going with quality over quantity. Like so but far to have everything an in watched...
1: quantity, quantity too. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, I mean well technically I mean still Netflix has a bunch of like random Netflix crap. just has fillers. Watch. Like well, I mean like even old stuff that's not Netflix originals they just Sure, have, I mean to, like that's, a bunch of the, other shows and things. That's the but, like, price
1: they're... disadvantage of Apple that they can never charge as much as Amazon or Netflix because they don't have the library of of yeah, yeah, random like original shows stuff. and stuff yeah. that like,
0: you want to watch. Yeah. Right. But if you if you want like good original content, that that Apple and Apple's probably gonna be the way to go. HBO is still the the king of the mountain at the moment, though.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm very excited for what's coming out. Uh, there's not a lot near term, but going into late summer fall, I think we're gonna have a lot.
0: We also have to check out Paramount Plus, right? Which is just CBS. 3. I've only
1: yeah, I've only heard of one movie that's a new original. They they were part of CBS All Access, so there's, like, some Star Trek stuff that was new, but I don't know. I don't think we have much interest in that. So far, I think they only have the one movie under their belt, and it was not well-received. It seemed like it was high quality. It was, what, Mark Wahlberg, right? I think or, so. Yeah, so, uh, you know, it, name actors and then high quality, but it just wasn't well-received. So yeah, Literally, literally the only
0: other thing I know about that's, that's going to be on there is... Um... But they're doing like a grown-up version of iCarly, which is like a show on Nickelodeon, like back in the day. Mm,
1: okay, no thanks. I think it's um. I think Amazon has a promotion that it's a dollar for two months. So, whatever. I mean, right now, I think you're just going to have a bunch of CBS shows and Paramount movies. But I don't know. I- I'm not expecting much for the originals to start.
0: Yeah well, um, yeah, we'll have to check it out. Like, I mean, the other streaming service we kind of started was Peacock, but then they never really came out with anything really big. And, and they, cool, their right? biggest
1: show they canceled. Like, yeah. Brand New World was by far their, like, big foray into here's an original, and it's already done. So,
0: Like, I get wanting to make the uh, subscriber money and trying to make your own subscription, like, service, but if you don't have the quality content coming out there's no real reason for you to exist just take the licensing money instead
1: yeah it's a little weird that they tried to i mean i think they pulled the office right and it's only on peacock now
0: yeah because that was was their big popular thing
1: i i I wonder how much money they would have kept to keep licensing it to netflix and that it would probably be more than their subscribers
0: It probably would be like that's that's what I'm saying. Like if if you're if you're not going to put in the effort to create a whole bunch of original content to make your own streaming service, just take the licensing money and leave it somewhere else. And I
1: think the studios and traditional TV ones are so conflicted. That's where Apple can come in and just say like, "Hey, we're tech. We have a billion dollars from tech. Let's just start making movies and shows." And Amazon's kind of that way too. Netflix was always this stand out from the studios, right? They were almost in competition with the studios trying to license shit, so they're... You know, all three of those are coming from a very different perspective than Paramount, CBS, NBC, the traditional studios trying to just kind of compete to survive, but also be in conflict with the fact that they're releasing to theaters and their streaming service. I don't know. I, I, I think there will be losers in the streaming war over the next couple of years
0: well yeah we'll see there should be like i kind of hate that there's too many now like i liked that when it was like a handful like at most i'm fine having like what five subscriptions let's say it's is like my limit but now everything is trying to make its own subscription and it's it's a little crazy Uh, i mean all of
1: the you know Traditional media is kind of being gobbled up by tech, right? MGM got bought by Amazon. So now, you know, James Bond technically they don't have full control over it. It'll still release to theaters for a while, but I assume within a couple of years it'll you know be a streaming only thing that's gonna be on I don't know Amazon. about that. I
0: think I think I think Bond is special in that um, MGM didn't have full control over it to begin with. I think right. the the Broccoli fifty fifty or whatever they are, yeah, that they have more control to to basically veto making it into a streaming thing, and I think they're going to keep doing that, because Bond's kind of a big thing, like, the whole, like, big movie and, like, theater event. Yeah, Uh,
1: we've talked about this before, I never want theater movies to go away, I just think they're going to be more limited, and going to have to be the absolute biggest quality. Which like I don't... which is
0: actually a good thing because we did start getting some like mediocre stuff hitting the theaters, right? Uh, so yeah, I, I, I
1: I think and hope that this may ruin you know the 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 sequels and the remakes and all of that stuff, but it also scares me that Hollywood will be more conservative than ever and more risk averse than ever, so they will actually pump that up more. Hmm. I guess we'll just have to see. If people keep going to those movies at the theaters, they'll keep doing it. Hopefully people wise up and start watching original stuff on streaming services and then just go see big stuff like Bond and Tenet and the cool stuff at, at the theaters.
0: Yeah, I got I to renew my A-list so I can go start seeing stuff in theaters again.
1: Soon. Yeah, there's not a lot this summer, but there's a few things coming in the fall, so I think I'm going to wait a couple months. But We still um... got to
0: go see Nobody that's still in theaters. There's might not now. be.
1: I mean, there's not a lot coming out, so they might just keep it. The only concern I have there is like licensing agreements that sometimes they can't keep it in a theater indefinitely,
0: right? Right, right. right. So, well, like nobody not. already is already getting like a sequel. So apparently, it did really well. Interesting. So, like, if you want to go see it? Okay. Yeah. Anyways, we'll a- anything else <laughs> that's related to streaming content or this show?
1: Uh, no. I think we're gonna do Luca next, which. By the way, it d- doesn't have a paywall on it. It's a brand new movie on Disney+, Plus, but it's not in their yeah, premiere like, pay $30 for
0: it. For the Pixar ones, they seem to just give it to you. For the Disney, Disney ones, they charge you. It's weird. The yeah. funny thing is, so... it should be the opposite. The Pixar ones are always way better than the Disney ones. <sighs> you would expect them to uh well, does, for it.
1: Does it have a theatrical release? Or is it only on Disney+, Plus?
0: Ooh, I don't know. I didn't check. But I haven't so seen weird. it why, in the theaters. Why but that, wouldn't it get? Why wouldn't it get a theatrical release? I
1: don't know. I mean, I I know it was the first movie that they did remotely. Maybe they were
0: afraid of the quality. Well, I mean, did did Soul their last Pixar one that they released like last year? I think come out in theaters. I, don't, I think all theaters think were closed. So. The, I mean, right? I think
1: there was a, a window where theaters were open again, and I, don't, I, I think maybe for a couple months.
0: I don't know, they gave us that one without, without uh, having to pay access either. Like, that was just part of oh, Disney+. Did it? Oh, I thought yeah. it had
1: to pay access for a few months, and then it turned off. I I, well, I don't remember that. I, th- seen I, th- it. I
0: thought it was just straight up on there. Which I is know. why I feel like they just put the Pixar ones just on there for some reason.
1: Anyway. Probably going to do Luca next week. It's on Disney Plus. It's free. Go watch it.
0: Yeah. All right. That's all, folks. This podcast I made a piggy has noise an... for this one. I was like... say, every story has an ending.
1: <laughs> That's all, folks.
0: <laughs> Goodbye. Thank you for listening to our podcast.
1: You can find us on all the popular social media sites at StreamablePod and listen to the podcast on your favorite platforms.
0: Please be sure to subscribe and leave us a review.